0: Welcome to the Intuitive Woman Podcast. My name is Tina Conroy. I am so grateful you are here. If you have found me, you are a seeker of spiritual growth. I honor your journey. Thank you for listening. This episode is sponsored by my Intuitive Woman coaching course. Would you like to develop your intuition further? to gain clarity, direction, and support. Maybe even connect with your spirit guides and deceased loved ones. Allow me to be your guide. Below in the show notes is a link. Connect with me and let's chat and see if we're a fit. Today on the podcast is a conversation entitled Unstoppable. I had the opportunity of being on a panel called Unstoppable, A Woman's Conversation. It was held at Athleta in New York City in the Flatiron District. It was moderated by Dr. Pam Denton. There are pieces of the conversation that I was able to record. Please know that this was recorded in a store and there is some background noise. However, I felt this conversation was so important. Each woman speaks about their unstoppableness. They talk about their power, their leadership, and their strength. They also, and so do I, speak about our weaknesses, our fears, I really feel that this conversation, we need to get out into the limelight. I hope you enjoy, and I would love to know, what makes you unstoppable? Connect with me on Instagram, at The Intuitive Woman. Have a beautiful day. Namaste.
1: So this is a creative moment for all of us to come together and just celebrate being unstoppable as women and through our story inspiring other women to be unstoppable. So I think we just have to open up and get rolling. So I'll start with my story and then you all can introduce yourselves and tell a little bit about yourselves. I learned to be unstoppable through my own healing process and it was through my depression and uh, deep inner work that I found this unstoppable force inside of me. I didn't know it was there at first. I was just kind of stuck. So I was guided through my intuition to start to open up and seek more and look for alternatives. And I found it in healing and coaching, in yoga and mind-body medicine. And now today I speak on how to be more positive in in your life and be unstoppable. So just as a little note, I did just launch my latest book, She Means Business. It's on Amazon. So uh, you can grab my book on Amazon, and it has a lot of the tools and techniques that I use in my coaching and speaking practice. So welcome to our Unstoppable New York City, and I'll turn it over to Michelle, and we'll just introduce ourselves and then open up.
2: Sure, so my name is Michelle Angeli, and I am the founder of Connect. It's a blog and a coaching service where I talk to professionals and leaders about how to connect and order to find success. In their business and a little bit of my story was i actually started my career right here in new york city as a news producer while i was still in college and that was my dream job and i actually realized as i was moving throughout my career um, that i had a little bit of a skill um, i wasn't recognizing at the time for connecting with different people and that's how different opportunities were being presented to me and i had a big big moment four years ago where a company that i was working for actually we their headquarters to atlanta georgia which is where i live now and I realized the need, out of all of the different um, experiences that I had with that, for connection in order to get different experiences. And therefore, I started my work um, in Atlanta make uh, with a group at Mercedes-Benz, which is a company I was working for, coaching different um, individuals on how to, make, uh, how to make that transition. And then that's how I started doing the work, and that inspired me to launch my own business today doing coaching.
0: So I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Hi everyone. My name is Tina Conroy. I'm an intuitive medium. I'm the producer of the Intuitive Women podcast. A yoga teacher, Maggie Gillar, and I, I look back to being unstoppable. I was 29 with two children, so I was very young with two kids, and just really was a stable mom and found my passion through yoga. Um, yoga was really my kind of gateway into this kind of this world, and allowing myself to just develop it, practice it for myself find the tools that really killed me as a young mom. Um, You know, I didn't have a lot of friends that had children at the time. I I was one of the few moms, everyone was doing other things, and yoga was my anchor. And so with yoga, it opened up more and more things, and it created a gateway into my intuition and able to really harness that and step into that. And now I'm so blessed to work with many different women, um, all women, to harness their and tap into their intuition for greater quality and purpose and direction. So that's my mission is to work with women to develop their intuition so that they can have a really purposeful life and, and listen to their guidance from within. So I'm very blessed to be here. Hi everybody. Uh, I'm Amy
3: Bliss. I'm the founder of the Warrior Corps and um, I'm One of the lucky few who was, my unstoppability actually came from my parents. I was raised to believe that I could do anything that I set my mind to. And that stuck with me through my entire life. And um, I've actually, when I decide to do something, I jump in with both feet. So um, I I bring that to my work. I brought that to my career. Um, I have a 20-plus year corporate career um, as a lawyer and an MBA in finance. And I let that all go five years ago to start my own, uh, coaching and uh, from right now working with men on authentic necessities.
1: Hi, I'm Beth Paskowski. Full disclosure, I'm Pam's sister. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm an obstetrician gynecologist. I've been practicing in women's uh, medicine and healthcare for 21 years. Um, currently, I work at um, Pasquette Valley Hospital, which is across the George Washington Bridge in New Jersey. Um, I've been in private practice, and I would say that you know my unstoppable turning point came when my kids were entering high school. I was involved in this really busy private practice, and I was just never home. And I thought, I don't want this kind of life. I want to be there for my kids. I don't want to miss these years. And plus, I have to be there because somebody's got to keep an eye on these kids. <laughs> so fortunately, in my field, um, there's been a big. Uh, Push for a hospital-based medicine to have an obstetrician gynecologist in the hospital 24-7 in case emergencies happen. So I was able to find one of those jobs and work shift work. So I work 12 to 24-hour shifts. And then I'm able to be home a good portion of the time with my kids who are now all grown up.
0: <laughs>
1: but I've you know, been providing care for women for 21 years. And, and that's really the, been the focus of my life besides my kids. So. <laughs> so thank you all. I just got thinking as you were talking, like we all have title credentials and position up here. You know, we've, We are in that world, and we've been in that world. But what makes a woman unstoppable is her authentic creative life force inside of her. And I think as we move forwards in life, and the world changes and moves at a really fast rate, it's important for us right now to get in tune with the female power, whether we're a woman or a man. We need to know that there are these creative energies inside of us, intuition, connection, creativity. Um, and these make our unstoppable power. So I write and teach on the female form of leadership, which is bringing creativity, connection, intuition into leadership. I think that it's really important. And I feel like we just need to get in touch with us ourselves in a new way in a new way in this world. So for today, what I hope for you is that you leave with a feeling of a creative spark of like, I've got this. I can do things in a new way in my life. And I can start to create new things in my life. So as we open up this conversation, we're just going to open up to some really basic questions. And I'm going to ask the panelists to just you know raise their hand and, and speak to what really touches them and they want to to share about. So the first question is what does female leadership I'm kind of bridged into this, but what does female leadership mean to you as a as a woman?
2: So female leadership to me is definitely harnessing what your creative talent and skill is. So every single one of us in this room is very unique, right? We all have different talents. Um, and I think that, you know, being a leader requires you to be authentic, and being authentic is using whatever that talent is um, to lead others, and for me personally, that's been my ability to connect with others. I'm a storyteller, I, I'm, I'm curious, I love to know why people think of the way they do, what, what motivates them, and things like that. And I think female leadership, um, taking that unique power that you hold and harnessing that is what makes it extremely, extremely powerful.
0: Else, so I would say, and you know, kind of feedback on what you said, is female leadership is collaboration. So I feel that in female leadership, it's to gather other females to raise each other up, and to kind of move away from that old ideal of competition and judgment, and to work with collaboration, do the things that we're doing today, and how I met Pam, and how I'll meet other women. I think collaboration is the key to the leadership allowing ourselves to kind of come together, to raise your, your, your friends up, your mother up, your daughters up, you know, all the people, and let go of that, that judgment, because for so long, and I, I know it's still there, but I think for a lot of women, it's the judgment, you know, what does she have, or better than, and we're kind of comparing. So get rid of the comparison and work on collaboration, So I think that's really to step into leadership. unstoppable in your leadership
1: who wants to comment on that like i've seen so many women be stopped by the inner voices that cut them down or their inability to love themselves or they can't get to yoga class or whatever there's a ton of excuses and we avoid ourselves what does it mean to be unstoppable as a leadership what do you feel like and anyone can contribute to this what do you feel like makes us unstoppable? That we won't back down no matter what, and we're going to take care of ourselves and lead in these creative, collaborative, connected ways. Um, You've actually kind of touched on um, some of what I was going to say, which is that
3: being true to yourself and not letting those voices, uh, not letting those voices win, whether they're internal or external. And I think that that is one of the things that that stops a lot of women these days is um, either they let external forces stop them, or they expect that there's going to be that voice, whether it's internal or external. And and it's really finding that your own inner
1: voice and being true to that. So how do you find the inner voice?
2: Where is it? Like Where is that inner voice that we talk about? To be be honest, I feel like it's just being human, right? Like again, going back from that, we're all unique. We all have different struggles, right? And it's just the fact of only that, you know, we're all human, we're gonna have good days, we're gonna have bad days. And just having that conversation, right? Even amongst women, right? I'm having a hard day. Like to me, I've benefited so much from connecting with other women in the workforce because I've either noticed they've had a bad day or I've had a bad day and openly talking about it is what opens that dialogue of like, oh, it's okay to have a bad day or it's okay to feel a certain way and we actually like, you know, feed off each other to kind of help with with, with that conversation. We live in a world sometimes, especially with social media where we all see that everyone's life is perfect, right? We don't see, you know, what's behind that exterior. So having honest conversations every day with other women is what help you, you know, become a little bit stronger and and, and realize that in those not-so-hot moments, it's still okay, you know? I would add to that just um, self-confidence, which is hard to come by for some people.
1: Um, Definitely during my training, you know, you, as you gain more experience, you become more confident in what you're doing. And like you said, some days I'm exhausted. Some days things just aren't going to go the way I want them to go. But you know, you kind of have to refocus in your inner strength and say I'm doing the best job I can, and I'm doing a good job. And you know, you, by more experience you gain confidence. And also, what you said about building each other up, you know, reaching out to other people and saying, you know, I'm really happy. That's okay, it's all right to say that. So this question isn't in the cards, but (laughs) it's in my mind of trust. It's been hot lately. Like I saw John Maxwell talk about it in a video, then I had posted a video about trust. Trust is in my next book. How do we build trust in sisterhood? How do we trust each other? You have my back, you have my back that we can have this conversation because I know that we also get kind of, you know, we can get backstabbed. So
2: we can build trust in this. What does trust mean to you, too? I think it all goes back to having open honest conversations, right? If I admit that, guess what, I'm not perfect, there are the good days and bad days, I think sure. that's how you start building trust because then other people feel comfortable coming to you and being like, you know what, I actually have bad days as well. Or, you know, I'm, ha- I'm struggling with this and maybe that's your strength and you can help me. I think building trust is just, again, that's authentic and being real admitting everything is not okay. I think that requires a sort of, you know, hum be humble enough to admit it and I think that can spark trust among women understanding and helping each other. I think that follows on the, the first question, which was around female leadership, which
3: is showing that you're human. Yes. Owning, owning mistakes, like you know what, you I, I know what happens. And, um, and also, it's, it's also thinking about, you know, especially in, in, in business lives, I mean, there's, there's these moments where it feels like life or death, or that there's, the stress gets so high. And it's taking a step back and thinking, what's the worst that can happen? It's there's there's we, we build these things up in our minds to be so huge, but at the end of the day, if it doesn't go as planned or if it all just epically fails, life goes on. It's
0: it's gonna be okay. I also think that trust too is trusting ourselves, and that's really a ongoing journey, right? So you know, trusting trusting what we think, you know, especially we talk we talk about intuition, so trusting what we feel, what we hear, what we know, what we see, like right, really tapping into that. So and it doesn't it doesn't it's not like one day you're like, I got it. You know, you're working it all the time. You're always a work in progress to trust yourself, to trust your instinct, to trust you know, meeting different people, to you know, even trusting from here, like everyone who decided to yes, I'm gonna do this and come out. So it's trusting yourself and then again also being vulnerable, being able to say, you know, I'm not feeling so good, or this is how I am, I don't have it all, you know, taken care of, you know, and so allowing ourselves to be able to trust that the people that you can help, or however come into your sphere, or even friends, that you can be authentic with them. So they trust you because you're you're listening to your inner voice, and then they are able to do the same. You're giving them the space to do that. So let's
1: go Into story, there. I love that because what's a story that you listen to your inner voice and nothing was going to stop you? And it could be again, does anyone want to share a story where you listen to your inner voice or we'll turn it back over to the panel? An inner voice where nothing was going to stop you because there was this voice telling you to do something. It's also what you know what that
3: thing is when. The, the shoulds and the supposed tos don't matter. Yeah. Was, yeah. And when mm-hmm. you, I mean, I did. That. Mm-hmm. I, I left the corporate world and I, mm-hmm. I did everything I was supposed to do for twenty years, and and I was miserable. And I just quit one day. I just I looked at my bank account, and said okay, i have bad enough to get me through for the next six months, and so and I just jumped. And mm-hmm. you know, my mom's like, doing, and you know, my family doing. And I'm like, and I it was the freest I've ever felt, and mm-hmm. I've never looked back. And then I did the same thing a couple years later when I sold my house upstate and moved mm-hmm. back to the city. You know, mm-hmm. and it was just knowing, it was just that knowing of this is what I need to do and knowing that I was going to do it even though everyone around mm-hmm. me was like looking at me like I had just, you know, sprouted a third eye in the middle of my forehead. And I'm like, I'm you doing can. this.
1: So is there a point in this conversation too that you've ever felt like the world is telling you to stop and back down, but you're like, I'm going to move forwards no matter what, kind of riding on your father-in-law saying, you know, a similar situation, like, where has the world told you no way, you're not going forwards, but I'm, I'm going to go forwards anyways, so
2: it's am unstoppable. Well, I think... The world is conditioned to tell you what you can't do, mm-hmm. and I think that sometimes, like again, when you're doing something, that's why it's so important to have like a great, good, supportive group of women because things will happen, right? You launch something and it's not a success right away, or you know, and people are really quick to criticize you or kind of. It's almost like some people are more supportive for you to quit versus to keep on going. Okay. And I, and I think that yeah, like once you're when, when you're passionate about something there will be little clues that'll tell you i mean even with my journey a year ago i was in the same boat that you're describing where i was working for a corporation on paper it looked amazing i worked for a global brand but i was not happy and when i decided to make that journey there was a million people and reasons that told me Oh well wait, you sure you want to do this? You sure you want to do that? So again, we're all conditioned to operate out of fear, but if you really, really want something and believe in something, one you'll decide to go for it, but then you'll start getting hints along the way of like, wait a second, I'm on the right path. You just have to get over that little hump, I think, is what, what's important. Life is about taking this. And we all have to take them. We must. When yeah. so you have a dream, you've got to take over it. And
1: that's where the happiness is. It's in the risk. It's not in the holding back or you know staying in fear. It's in the risk.
2: It's in in that unknown. She told me she was thinking of moving out of fate. all (laughs) on her (laughs) own. Okay.
0: She would just hope Four years later. I also think that we have to be willing to fail. Right? Yes. We, have to be, we have to be willing to fail. And if we're not willing to fail, we'll never succeed. So if we're willing to fail, you know, whatever, a launch, a book, whatever it may be, um, <coughs> we have to be willing to fail. And, and I love this. I I've I've taken this on in my a lot of thoughts that everything is an experiment. Everything is an experiment. So if I look at everything as an experiment, this launch, this program, um, whatever. And if I look at this as an experiment and I'm gonna fail, then at least it kind of has a lighter feeling to it. It's not a do or die type of thing. And I'm experimenting. You know, I love this quote that I heard recently, I'm in the middle of it's like, start ugly, start ugly. It's not gonna be perfect. And so a lot of the things, sometimes I'll, you know, even like I started podcasting, it was ugly. I've been podcasting now since 2011, and it's it's better, right? But, like, I started ugly. I didn't have the launch. I didn't have a funnel. I didn't have whatever all those things are. I started ugly. And, you know, sometimes done is better than perfect, you know? Um, And so experiment. Just have life be an experiment, do it. don't wait, don't wait to write the book, don't wait to whatever that thing is, because, you know, why not? So start ugly and, and see what you get, you know, and make it be an experiment. And so anytime I get really stressed out of doing something or having, you know, putting a program out or starting something new, I'm like, it's an experiment. You know, it makes it a little lighter for me and makes me able to kind of step into it a little bit more. Nice, my point on that is failure is information. It's just, it's yeah, just information.
3: Yeah. Yeah. How to do it differently yes. next time or what
2: did you learn from it yeah some of the most successful people have failed over mm-hmm. and over again yeah. so it's their hard yeah. most of them yeah they affected it, it which is mm-hmm. added to their knowledge bank.
1: it doesn't feel comfortable no no totally uncomfortable however epic failure yeah, yeah. it's great. right good for the soul so what is the new woman what do you think we need to pass on to the,
2: the girls who are younger than us? Well there was a wonderful mom. video that I saw this morning, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but from Meghan Markle being interviewed in the UK, where she yes, where she admits that she's having a really rough time. Yeah. And she you know, they interview her and you almost see her stop and she's almost tearing up. And I think that that is what the modern woman is human, be real, not everything is perfect. Like yeah. you are struggling. And that video, I mean I still get goosebumps. It's a one minute video, but it's powerful because it's like it's okay. Like to be human and go through things, speaking about it is what not only helps you but it helps everyone else. So again that topic of being human and genuine is what comes to mind. You know but just that clip is just so it's so, so powerful. powerful. Yeah. Especially for like young women who, who again have this Get, you know, a lot of my friends, you know, who are new moms too and are struggling, you know, well, wait, so-and-so's on Instagram or on Facebook and she looks perfect and she didn't wake up that way. You know, that could have taken hours of makeup or, you know, and I love some of my friends now who are playing with that whole, let's be genuine and, you know, are showing themselves waking up with your hair a mess, there is food all over the floor and it's like, this is, <laughs> this is life, so. And you're kind of thinking, oh, so Megan she had a meltdown Correct, right. it's okay. <laughs> it's okay,
1: yeah. I think to show that in leadership is what's really important, that we're real, that we're human. I started my leadership with the power of touch and tears and processing through. So I found out really early on in my healing practice that tears were a part of leadership, that holding someone when they were crying is part of of leadership and important to our leadership. I really feel that we need to stand up as women and say, hey, we're leading, and we feel broken right now, or I'm showing tears, or I'm being transparent right now. And this is part of leadership. Yeah, I think for women, emotion is our strength. We've been told
3: for so long that emotions are weakness. They're not. There's so much that comes from them. Mm -hmm. both in in personal, creative business life.
1: It's what drives us. um, So Pam and I both have teenage daughters, and my wish for them, or what I want to teach them, is not to ever be reliant on somebody else, not just financially, but also emotionally, You know, if you're in a relationship with someone, you need to have your own interests. You need to have maybe your own friends. You need to do things apart from each other. And that's so hard for a teenage girl right now who has a boyfriend who's the joint at the hip, you know? (laughs) But But I want to tell her, like, you need to build a life outside of that relationship because that's Mm -hmm. what's going to make you independent, unstoppable, you know, going forward. Know who you are outside of the relationships that you're used Mm -hmm. to and stretch yourself to other relationships your (laughs) connect philosophy of we have to be stretching ourselves and meeting and having conversations and connecting more
0: i also think though i mean i think that the truth of the matter is is that like i'm a 21 year old and so you know if you just look at instagram social media i mean it's it's a big thing and it's creating you know i see a lot of uh, young girls and women in my practice and you know they have high high levels of anxiety and the anxiety is coming from social media, I mean, literally coming from social media. I have a 16 year old who is, you know, such high level anxiety. She's, you know, created, now she has stomach issues. She sees me twice a week for Reiki. She sees a therapist, she sees a nutritionist, she's on meds and she's just, the anxiety is rampant. And she's 16. I have all the way up until middle age. And this is all women that we put on these ideals because of the social media it starts in the young, because everyone's you know photoshopped and everyone looks great, and so we can all sit here. But I think a big, biggest mission is to really say like it's okay. And I don't even I can say that I can struggle with that. I don't know how to say to my daughter, oh it's okay. And when she's looking at like Kelly Bieber and all of these you know beautiful you know people, you know I know she has a deeper longing in who she is, but it's there all the time. So it is. I think there is a. I don't have the answer. Honestly, I think that the truth is is this is what they sing all the time. And so it's very hard for them to not be a certain way, look a certain way, dress a certain way. Um, And so it's going to be, it's a challenge. I think it's a challenge for the teenagers. I think it's a challenge for, you know, boys too, right? I mean, my son's 25 and he has other issues. But to young adults I should say, they're not really teens. I don't really have the answer because it's hard to find that inner part, and right now they're on the Snapchat. They're on the—you know—it's not even Twitter anymore. It's Instagram and Snapchat, I guess. Um, forget about Facebook; that's over with, right? So, yeah, that was like the whole—that was the old parts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, but it's true, and I don't—I don't have the answer because you just have to keep it still and, and 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 guiding them and helping them and know that that is not real, <laughs> but you know, it's what they say So you know. I think that's gonna be, that's really the,
1: that's the work. Yeah. I actually have been following a fitness person, she's in the millennial category, and I love her fitness videos, and I, I'm too excited I don't wanna follow her anymore because she's been picked up and she has more and more publicity. And as she has more publicity, she wears more makeup and she doesn't look as real, and now I'm just like, oh man, the reason why I connected to you was because you were really real and your workouts were real, and. Now it's like all posed, and she always looks perfect. And her dogs are perfect, and her fiance <laughs> is perfect. And I'm like, it's not perfect. Okay. Oh. Like, where's the dog puke on the floor? <laughs> I was going to say, her house is probably a mess. <laughs> no, the cameras. Yeah. <laughs> right. There's a closet. That's so, this kind of leads us to the tools to manage our life. Being here at Athleta and Yoga and mindfulness and meditation and their five pillars. We all have different tools that we use to manage our life. Uh, when it gets kind of out of control and we feel like we're spiraling or judging ourselves or criticizing ourselves. So what are some tools that you'd use to feel better when you're feeling kind of crappy? <laughs> Ice
2: cream. <laughs>
1: That's fine.
3: Uh, I, I Two things come to mind for me. One is, um, is I want to say sisterhood, but it could be just friends, just that, that group of people that you know have your back and, and will be there in the swamp with you and then will also celebrate with you. So they're there for either end. And then having an outlet. Um, you know, I know for, for a lot of people with yoga, for me, it's like a boxing class. Like I go and I punch a bag for 45 minutes, and um, and in my mind, I'm picturing either a person that's really pissed me off or an idea, just you know, like, oh, we've got to put goals in it, all. And I beat the crap out of it for 45 minutes, and I have this, I feel physically released and emotionally released as well. So I think it's just finding that thing, that um, that outlet, and it's different for everybody. And, and you know, and some days it's flies, and some other days it's pushing back.
0: But um, I think it's both of those things. Uh, for me, I, I really have, um, over the years, uh, it's a daily spiritual routine. It's a combination of a yoga practice. Um, you know, I teach yoga and the practice of yoga, getting on the mat. Because every day it's going to look different. Every day you're going to feel different. Every day you those days you're not going to want to do it but you get on the mat. So a yoga practice, and meditation practice, and it's short. It's nothing. Um, and journaling. Those three things every morning I you know, it really has to do with my cup of coffee, of course. I'm a coffee yeah. yeah, coffee first, right? <laughs> He's <laughs> laughing. Uh. I don't do anything else. I didn't speak about my coffee. Um, but I need to have that space. And so those things I really put into my day. Um, I don't do it perfect again. I don't do 20 minutes or 30 minutes. But I do those those things, even if it's a small, even if it's child's pose. I do those three things every day, and I really have been committed to it. There are some days I don't, but for the most part, I have gotten really into the routine, like brushing my teeth, and um, it really sets the tone for the day. So uh, that has really helped me over the last couple of years, and doing it on a regular basis, and being committed and being accountable to myself. Yeah, for me, one of my things
2: that I've been doing, actually, a lot lately that's really helped is um, gratitude. So anytime I'm in a space where I'm just like, oh, this is not going well, actually programming your brain to be like, well, you're actually lucky to be in this position because you know you, it could be worse, right? So it's just like I think some of the things is like my mom can attest to this. Like I'm extremely impatient. Having worked in New York City, everything is go go go. Four years ago, I moved down to the South where everything is not <laughs> as much as go go go. So um, I've gotten better at just like slowing down a little bit and like when things are just not going as I, at the pace that I would like them to go, I'm like, well, wait a second, I'm still going somewhere. Or if I'm feeling down about something, well, I should be grateful because I have this. So kind of always like, almost having like an internal balance, not everything is always gonna go perfectly, but there's things that you should be grateful for. And I think that's kind of helps you settle, settle certain things with yourself, I think. I love that. For me, um, yoga, taking yoga
1: taught me how to breathe. I don't think you really know how to breathe. Until you've like studied, practiced breath work or yoga or something like that. The power of a deep cleansing breath is immeasurable. So I'll, and I don't even realize I'm doing it. I'll be in a stressful situation, I'll be standing in a group of people and I'll just go, oh, you know, and somebody will look at me and like, what's wrong? I'm like, nothing now. <laughs> but that, yeah, that that power just because you can do it anywhere. You can do it in your car, you can do it when you're walking, you can do it when you're standing next to somebody. I look at you strangely just uh, <laughs> yeah but it really does help release tension mine is breath too breathing is like my lifeline to staying steady and holding the course when I feel like I'm out of it or not in alignment with myself I just take a deep breath and every morning I get up a journal I meditate. So what's your super passion?
2: Mine's definitely people. I <laughs> think it's a stubborn, you know, again, my insatiable curiosity of like, you know, especially people that are very different from me, why do you think this way? away? Where do you come from? And one of the things I was saying of having a supportive group is that for me, I have a I call my squad, but it's literally someone as young as 19, so as old as 65, 70, having different people that have gone through different periods of time, because. No matter how you're feeling or whatever you're struggling with, there is someone that can relate to you, you can talk to and have different conversations with. So definitely for me, it's definitely people because that's how we learn, that's how we're successful because of people, right? We struggle sometimes because of different people, but it it all lies within us and we kind of feel like, you know, if you're not passionate about people, how are we able to live a really full life, you know, (laughs) and do what we want to do without others, you know?
0: It's connection. It's connection. It's connection within. It's listening to that, you know, connection within, or whatever you call that GPS, that intuition, and then connecting with other people. And then having like also doing that connection, like allowing myself to oh, this person and this person and I guess it comes back to collaboration a little bit too. So making that connection of meeting someone and knowing that, that those two people should really get to know each other. You know, or be friends, or you know, work. It's not to be a work thing, but um, I like the connection, and I kind of see it as like sort of a web, making that connection. Um, it feels really easy for me, but I have to start within. For me, it's always starting within and then allowing the connection outward. Um, for me, I think, and it's I know this word has
3: been way overused recently, but it's it's authenticity, and it's the. Recognizing it in others, and, and and it's the discovering the differences, and um, and and celebrating the differences, but really um, unpacking things myself, um, watching and helping others unpack their their things, and to, to really get to that um, you know, that essence of of who they really are, and and all the different ways that that shows up as well.
1: think about this for a little bit. I'm glad <laughs> you guys first. <laughs> um, so when I downsized my practice and went from my private practice, to this hospital-based practice that gave me more free time, uh, one of the things that I really wanted to do was give back to the community where I live. Um, I belong to a church and it has a big social outreach um, programs and life has been good to me and I've been very privileged, I've been very lucky, I've worked hard, but you know, things have gone well for me, and so I feel like I need to help others, and it makes you feel really good doing it. So like, you know, I'm struggling with some, talking with some friends and and people who I know who are struggling with what to do with their life, where to go, now their kids are grown, they didn't really have a career, now what do they do? And my answer is always volunteer, volunteer your time. back whether it's working in the thrift shop or you know we have a breakfast coming through our church on thursday mornings or you know it doesn't have to be a lot just a couple of hours a week but it really does um kind of reconnect you and ground you and you know, it's awesome so service like serving others and giving it's a beautiful thing you're right. It doesn't have to be an organization that you belong yeah. to. It could just be holding the door for somebody at the grocery store or helping somebody put their bag, heavy bags in the car. An elderly person, or something like that.
2: If you do good, good will follow you, just in general. Like, I totally agree. You don't have to belong to a special group. You don't necessarily have to, have to go to church every single Sunday. Just be a good person as a whole because if you're not a good person and you harm others, something is telling me it's going to come back to me. So, therefore, open your mind, open your heart, and help everyone you can as long as it's within your limits. Your life will open itself to you and you will be happy just by watching the faces from the ones you help. Nice.
1: How do you recalibrate to being if you're feeling off and you're not feeling like a good person? <laughs> not, how, what's our advice to someone who not is maybe in pain or suffering or just so you maybe stem this thought like through my mind and I'm like, what about when having just that been, been bad? <laughs>
2: For anyone out there who's feeling like they've fallen off the path i think just having conversations again that's a part of like connecting with other people is having conversations right having that group of people that you trust yeah. to confide in right because like you said we're human we all have good sides we have bad sides right and being if you have that core group of people that you're you feel you have enough trust in them yeah. to that old your bad side right we're not all perfect Guess what? They have one too, and you can kind of bounce ideas off each other or they can comfort you and give you advice and vice versa. I just think that again, having that core group of people that you can be your full authentic self, and that means you're good in that. Yeah. I think like as we become more powerful, one of the pieces that I've faced
1: as a woman is that people don't feel like they need support. And I'm like, really support right yeah, now. For sure. or, like, for sure. Even though I'm super strong, super powered man. Mm-hmm. It's almost like people flow by me, and they're like, "Well, she, Pam's got all her practices in place; she's fine." And I'll be having a really bad day, and I'm like, "I'm having a really bad day." Yeah. <laughs>
3: you know? I think it's also too about compassion, and, yeah. and I think that's something that you know, we as women, most women, innately understand, but it's about having kind of compassion for yourself. Yeah. when you're in that situation where you, you know, you've really stepped in it, um, and you know. How would you treat someone else that did that? You know, we we probably think it's okay, It's whatever. You stepped wrong. But we don't do that for ourselves. So I think it's having compassion for yourself and
1: forgiveness towards yourself as well. I love that. So the word unstoppable, we wrote down uh, different words of what what it means to us. And I invite you to write down some more words or take any of these cards as reminders to what you want to do with your unstoppable power. There's a really important core word for me in unstoppable, and it's stop, and I really feel like in order to develop these characteristics of female leadership in our life that we need to stop, take a breath, take a moment, like Daga said, be silent connect with ourselves. So I feel like if we could close that way, I'll lead you in a little guided visualization and then we can have you know, just free-flowing networking conversation for a little bit longer. There are drinks still. And um, so let's stop for a moment and connect. Just close your eyes, round and center yourself, and go into your own space inside of your body. And allow yourself to be what I call 100% present in this heartfelt moment, meaning we all brought our hearts today. We all brought who we are. We showed up, we've been real. Just tune in your dial a little bit closer to yourself. Notice how your breath is moving through your body. Connect right now to being strong, to being alive. Connect to your heartbeat. Connect to this moment of stopping and taking a moment for yourself so that you can move into action with more confidence, more power, more strength, and conviction, community, collaboration, connection, all of these important words that we talked about today authenticity transparency being real intuition every one of these words are activations in our soul words are a key that unlocks the doorway to your soul and when you choose a word to represent yourself it activates something so when we focus our mind on a word that's positive And it's something that we want to achieve or magnify or just be present with in the moment. We're opening a gateway of consciousness that says, hey, I'm here with you, Word, and I want to be more authentic today. I want to be stronger, wiser, more intuitive. So take this moment. I'm going to give us a few minutes of silence and tune into the conversation and grab onto that Word that really speaks to you. What's your word? What are you really going to take home with you? And it's an I am statement of I am unstoppable and I am authentic or transparent. Just take a moment with yourself and choose your word.